0: the 40M News Podcast with your host, James Coppert. Oi, oi. Hello, minkies. I've been promising this since, I think, January, and it's finally here. This is an interview with a medium called Pamela. Now, I am very sceptical of most mediums, if I'm honest, of the ones that I've met. However, having said that, There are a handful that have astounded me with their ability. However they get that information, wherever it comes from, whether it's from spirits, whether it's from just pulling it out of the air, whether it's reading it from your mind, however they do it, they have some sort of supernatural ability. Pamela is one of those people, in my opinion. Not only that, when I very first met Pamela, she instantly showed me kindness respect, and was someone who was wanting to share their ability and their knowledge and educate. She showed me warmth, and I was just very appreciative to meet her, and she's turned into a friend. So I was very excited to do this interview, just to pass on the conversations that we have. Now, you don't have to agree with everything Pamela says, and I think she's expecting not everyone to agree with everything that she says. Pamela definitely doesn't agree with everything that I believe in, but this was my opportunity to document Pamela's beliefs and get her ideas and allow her to pass those on to you. So I hope I've done that and I hope I've achieved it. Um, it's an hour-long interview, just over an hour. Um, Pamela did it through kindness. She doesn't. She's not promoting anything. Um, she does, of course, do readings. She does do uh, classes. Um, she's got her own blogs as well that you can go and partaking and read she welcomes your comments and conversation with her so please do get in touch if you've enjoyed it i would really appreciate it if you've enjoyed it just to get in touch and let her know um i'll put all the details she she tells you in the interview but i'll also put the details of how you can get in touch with her in the blurb of the podcast i forgot what we're doing for a second then and just go and say hi and maybe uh ask her some more questions if you have any i'm sure she'll be happy to answer it She's a really lovely lady and I'm very grateful for her time in doing this and I'm really excited to get it out there. So without further ado, this is the interview with Pamela who is a medium. Hope you enjoy it guys and as always thank you so much for listening um, thank you for your correspondence and for those that have left reviews and everything like that, it's greatly appreciated. So let's take it away, 40 News Podcast, here we go. So welcome to the 4TN News podcast. As promised for a long time, I've got Pamela Hayward, who is a medium, um, but I'm going to let her introduce herself in a minute. Pamela is someone that I deeply respect as a person and for her uh, skill, art form, I don't know what you call it, her ability. Um, so I'm really excited to interview her. She's a very interesting person anyway. So um, hello, Pamela. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, James. So how, would you,
0: how would you introduce yourself?
1: I'm a working medium, I'm a healing medium with the Spiritualist National Union, I've been a long time worker for the spirit world, with the spirit world, I'm a writer for the spirit world as well and I share um, my writings with those that I teach because I run groups for development, for awareness and I'll go into more depth about them as we talk. during this evening, if that's all right.
0: Fantastic. So for those people that are listening who don't have a clue what a medium is, what would you call a medium?
1: In very, very simple terms, the best way that I can describe it is you're kind of the receptionist between the human world and the spirit world. It's your job and your responsibility to pass on that communication from those who have lived upon the earth plane back to those who still live upon the earth plane. Your job is very much to give actual evidence and proof of survival and if you can do that effectively then the power of that for the person that you're working for means that they get to understand that life is eternal and if life is eternal then we're only on the earth plane to be tested and to go through emotional experiences and we know then that we live on and that those we've loved and lost we will meet again
0: lovely so if we start at the very beginning how, how did you first realise that you had this ability? Where, where did it come from? When, did you, when were you first aware of it? Or when were you first aware that you were kind of different to other people?
1: Oof. <clears throat> I don't know whether I can actually put my finger on it as to a specific time. And the reason that I'm saying that is because I first ever walked into a spiritualist church in 1993, in the summer of 93. Um, for personal reasons, um, life wasn't in a great shape at that point so I went in for communication however I had been reading the um, books of Doris Stokes and Doris Collins, Stephen O'Brien, Tress Connor, various people like that so I had clearly had an interest um, in all things spiritual but without really knowing anything about it went to a church in in 93 and I was amazed because I got a message that night from a gentleman who'd never, ever given communication before. So he was as kind of surprised himself as I was to receive communication. And then as my journey within the Spiritualist Church developed and went through lots of awareness, lots of development groups to learn about my skill, it was during that time that I understood how much communication I'd had while I was very young. Right. But at the time when you're young, you kind of think that's normal. Yeah. So I, I had quite specific things that would happen um, when I was much younger. And and through my development, that's where I learned that I've always had this ability, but just never really known how to kind of shape it or form it. And that's what I've developed in the in the um, year since 1993. And I was working for it and I was kind of really getting into the flow, bearing in mind that I was... Quite naive to this, I was practicing, it was my very early days. And lo and behold, in my living room, her grandmother materialised. It was very much Star Trek um feeling. And I was like, Oh, there's a lady just appeared. And I described this lady from head to foot. She was in my living room. I couldn't didn't want to run out of the house, but couldn't have got past her if I'd have tried. Described this lady and the friend that I was working for said, "Oh, that's my grandma." So that was the most powerful and very clear um, clairvoyance that I've had.
0: And how did it feel in that moment then? Because a lot was, of people would be scared. So how did you
1: feel? I, I'd completely relaxed because I had worked through all of these pieces of jewellery. So I was in a very relaxed state. was very open to the communication, and it was just fairly natural, really, to just be able to see. And I believe I saw physically this lady materialise and it's taken me a long time to understand through my other development um, my continuing development that the reason that I got no communication from that particular lady was because it takes so much energy for the spirit world to come in that physical form to be seen that they don't have sufficient energy for communication so that's why since then I've not had any other sightings like that.
0: Okay so how how does it work then for you personally? I know different mediums say different things. How how do you receive that message, and then is it audible? Is it a feeling? Is it a thought? Do you see it in your mind? How how, how do you how do you work basically?
1: Um, kind of all of those ways. It depends on the circumstances. And it depends where you're at. Um, so I can see spirit and have seen spirit. But I don't usually do that when I'm working for somebody. And if I do see them, I see them more in my mind's eye. I'm very aware of them in my mind's eye rather than physically. I can sense spirits. That's clairsentience. So I do sense the spirit world. And I've practiced long enough to understand how that works for me. Um, sometimes they talk to me and I've heard them talk to me. But it's usually directly to me. It's not a message for somebody else When I've when I've clearly heard them. And they come to my other ear for that. So most of my communication happens on my right side. And that's just been developed over time, over a lot of years. And so they pass on that information in a way that that I've practiced so that I understand it. I will only work for the spirit world if I get very clear evidence, very good evidence, even if it's working for people that I've known for some time then the spirit world have to give me information that I am not aware of because and I won't hold a conversation with anyone Um, when I work for the spirit world the only conversation that I want with the person that I'm working with is for them to say yes they understand no they don't understand which is then my job to go back and get further information or that they're just not sure and again that's for me to clarify Um, I don't hold a conversation with anybody I don't let them feed me my job is that of receptionist and that's how I view it
0: Okay, so you probably would expect these questions to come up there's going to be people listening and I'm sure you've come across them that say it's all a load of nonsense that you're cold reading and um, it's all kind of showman tricks so how how would you respond to those people, what would you say?
1: (laughs) that when you 've delivered the amount of proof in the amount of places that I have and and working abroad as well, so where i didn 't know anybody and where i 've actually had to use a translator, then i would I would challenge that um, i 've been put on the spot to work for lots of different people in lots of different places, um, and that 's been quite successful. Uh, to be fair, um, being challenged when I was working abroad in Spain as to how many times I would pass the tissues that particular night, for example. But the tissues were passed because the evidence was given. And um, I can think of one gentleman in particular who who <laughs> was um, quite a logical man. He was an airline pilot. And I don't think he thought that he would get communication but he'd come to have a kind of say hello to me and that's because I'd introduced myself at this um, event as being from Leeds because I've got this very strong and very clear Yorkshire <laughs> accent and so I'd apologize for those in Spain who might not be able to understand my um, my dialect and so he could come to have a chat with me because he himself was from Leeds and then he said that he flew for an airline and We had no further conversation than that. It was as simple as that, which part of Leeds he came from and that he flew for an airline. And he did get a message in the second half of the evening. And he had a single track of tears from each eye and ultimately had to ask me to stop because he was too emotional because of the evidence um, that I gave to him. And so that's how I would respond to that challenge I can go work anywhere for anyone um, I can do it for people where I can't see them so I've done phone readings where I don't know who I'm speaking to on the other end of the phone um, and I've also done it via um, kind of like messenger back in the day but still not seeing anybody messenger was in typed so I didn't know who was on the other end of the phone at the end of the um, computer so that's not cold reading because they're not present in front of me Mm. um so yeah lots of lots of ways of doing things like that Mm -hmm. I'm very random stuff I've done um I've been given things by the spirit world when I've been in a supermarket just out of blue random like that you need to pass this message on okay we will do but always seeking permission first you never work for anybody without actually seeking that permission Mm. Um, and I've seen other people that, that don't seek permission and that's not not right. Mm,
0: yeah. How do you know then that it's, for example, there's there's a consciousness isn't there in the world and you're very much, you're picking that up from the spirit world. So how how do you know for certain that you're picking it up from the spirit world rather than being someone that can just access this almost open book of knowledge and information in the, in the air? You know, like a bird can understand that it can land on a horse and a cat would eat it without being told so how, would you, how do you know for certain that it's the spirit world mm.
1: I think I would answer that in terms of and that was just my mind trying to process things mm. um, because there, there is some truth in what you're saying And one of the reasons I'm saying that is because part of part of the way that I teach is that for the people that I'm working as their kind of facilitator for for any group is that what I will say to them is you cannot be absolutely sure of who you are speaking to in the spirit world. Mm. And that's a conversation you and I have had about um, various levels of energies and entities and who we connect with and who we communicate with. We're not actually in control of that unless we have done a lot of work over a long period of time to kind of what's called raise our vibrational frequency to be communicating with those who are of a higher level and rather than lower level energies. Um, And that's something that I've spent a lot of time working on. That's that's been very much my practice. But you still cannot 100% be absolutely sure of who you are speaking to. It may well be your guides that are supporting um, what's going on. Because when when a demonstration is happening or any kind of communication, you have your own spirit team who effectively are like um, theatre staff, um, for want of a better expression. So they're the ones that manage everything behind the scenes, So, i.e. spirit side, so there'll be somebody that's holding the vibrational frequency, somebody that's organising who's coming in next. It's, it's very much done from the other side. And I just know that because of the conversations that I've had with the spirit world over time. But to go back to your question, who knows is a genuine answer. Who actually knows? There is something else. I believe there is something else. I think there are all kinds of energy frequencies throughout the universe and the world. Like you say, whether birds will use magnetic um, aspects for how to fly around the world. There's all kinds we don't understand. Absolutely. Um, But I do know that I can prove survival from those who have passed. Yeah. And it has to be proof. I won't work for somebody and give information that doesn't evidence survival. If it doesn't evidence survival, then I have not done my job as a medium. Um, And that is the most powerful and the most important thing that you should have when you have any kind of um, reading with a medium.
0: Because I know there's some people that have said that um, mediums are actually mind readers, but then in the you've said that you've also told people things that they don't know and had to find out themselves, so that mm. gets rid of that claim. You spoke about your spirit guides, which is something that always really interests me. So, how how do you how would the spirit guides attach to you personally, and how do they work? <clears throat>
1: So, as I understand it, and lots of people will have different understandings, yeah. so this is this is my path and my journey, yeah. and my understanding of this is that um, when we return to the spirit world, having lived a life, we belong to a soul group.
0: So, you very much just to, for, because we've had this conversation, but you very much believe in we, we're reincarnation and we return and we learn and develop and come back. and. We have the option.
1: I believe we have the option. Mm. And... The reason that I believe that is because we, my understanding is we belong to this this huge soul group where we play roles in each other's lives. And and for me, there are lots of people out there that we will never meet and never interact with because they're not linked to us in any way. So we would never come across them. But we have this, this kind of like team on the other side. And the way that I teach it, and this is the best way that I can, can explain it. Spirit will do things very clearly and very simply for me. They have to. And what they've taught me is that effectively um, there's kind of a jobs board in the spirit world. In other words, they're looking for somebody to um, go to the earth plane, live this particular life, go through all of these experiences. And just like applying for a normal job, you would have a salary or um, or something that makes you want to go for that particular role spirit side it's about your progression within the spirit world it's about how you climb to be more loving more unconditionally loving because that's the purpose of spirit side so you you have a quick look on this jobs board that the spirit world have got and you kind of go oh god all right then i'll have a go so you kind of put your hand up for it but that blueprint of the life that is planned that you volunteered for is held by someone that I would refer to as my gatekeeper. So they hold the blueprint of the journey of my life. And at the point of my birth, all of that knowledge is gone. It's held by the gatekeeper. My understanding is you have a gatekeeper and four other main guides that have volunteered to work alongside you for the journey that you are undertaking. Mm-hmm. And the spirit side are grateful for you for doing to you for doing that because the earth plane is the plane where we come to be tested emotionally. The spirit world is a place where only love exists. There is no test there, there's just the opportunity to enjoy and learn and share and grow. Whereas here, we come here with the absence of love. And it's trying to make that happen and it's trying to go through all of those other emotions. That we come up against in the human world so you have the five main guides and inspirers all of those have workers of their own and so they're all looking to you for their learning as well so they learn through you while you're the one that's walking the earthly path and your gatekeeper will be the one who's probably for me got his head in his hands half the time thinking what on earth I should done this time and so that's how I understand it but when you when your guides have learnt enough for what they're looking for they can move on but your gatekeeper always always stays because that's their kind of job till you return back to the spirit world
0: Okay. and how how do you contact your spirit guides then how did you first discover them and how how were they known to you and how do you communicate with them
1: Okay, well, yes, I think that what I would say to that is, is that I was given a lot of information about my guides when I first ever started going to churches. You don't take it as, as the truth when it's given to you the first time. So first time you become aware of them or what you're told of them. Second time you're heading nearer to having that confirmation when another working medium gives you them for the third time. That is your evidence. Sometimes we do meet our guides, but we don't always. We don't actually need to know who they are. We just can get them over a period of time. We can no longer do that in um, spiritualist churches um, that fall within the Spiritualist National Union because guides cannot be evidenced. They cannot be proved. Only your family can be proved. So that's a, unless you're in a private circle or in a different area or a different arena you're not going to be able to be given that evidence but you have to have that third confirmation before you trust that to be true and so I kind of know when they're around um, by the work that I do Um, I know who helps me with what Um, I had with one of the guys that I work with who's for healing um, I had a very very powerful experience with him a long time ago in my early days of healing and because it was so profound I've never forgotten it so um, I remember it. I'd got a friend who was um, laid up in bed couldn't move particularly well really serious back condition um, and like I say was confined to bed I was um, relaxed and just generally chilling really and I just saw this vision of a pair of hands Um, I could see the skin of the back open There was no blood, but I I was very clearly looking at this spine and I'm like, a bit shocked and a bit surprised. But these hands went in and they just popped the spine back into place, completely aligned the spine and closed the skin. What was significant about it was that in another room I could hear a particular television programme playing. So I knew exactly what that time was based on, on, on the tune that was playing. And 30 minutes later, I received a call from the friend who was ill to say that she was back up and about. She didn't know what had happened to her half an hour ago, but something had just clicked into place, and she was fine. And so that put me very much in awe of of spirits' capabilities and capacity. So
0: why do do you think the spirits intervene with certain people and not others? So why why do you think they maybe draw you to... That person, for example, and then there might be someone even next door that doesn't get you healing for it. How does that work?
1: Because I think sometimes, especially depending on the journey and and your responsibility in life, um, they want you to know what's happening. They want you to have that evidence for yourself. Because Mm. if they can give you that level of proof, then it eliminates your doubt. So you will carry on with the work, you will do the work that you're meant to do on the earth plane. And it's only over time that you understand what your path and what your journey is. It's a bit like trying to create a tapestry. Until you until you reach a particular point and look back, you don't know what the picture is. And that's very much the case with your spiritual development. Um, it is It is a journey, but they want you... Certainly where I'm concerned, I always made it clear I needed to be doing it right, I needed to have that evidence that I was doing it right and that I was giving the proof anything less wouldn't have been enough for me, it would not have been good enough so even if I would sit in meditation um, in my early days of communication with the spirit world and say right I'll go off but I want to be back in 15 minutes and exactly 15 minutes they would bring me back out of meditation and that was to build the trust so that they knew that I would then trust that they would do whatever I was asking and they would not let me down so that that worked the other way that when they fed me information I would go with it because they hadn't let me down
0: Mm. okay you've spoken a bit about the different frequencies and different levels so when you're speaking about the lower level, are they are these people that haven't been human? Is that what you're talking about, these entities?
1: Not necessarily. Um, they may well have lived a life, but the ones that are, let's say, lower is an unfortunate word really, but it's we're hung up on the earth plane about language mm. and common language. So that's the only reason that I'm using it that way. But the ones who are lower frequency are the ones who... Um, shall we say, lack love for others, and it's more about them. Okay. And that is the way that I would would kind of put it in a most, in the most simplest of terms. Mm.
0: So they're kind of more egocentric and only see things from their own point of view. So their information would be less enlightened, I guess.
1: Potentially, because they're not coming from a place of what they can give it's about what they can get.
0: So those souls that have maybe only been on this plane once and the higher ones have been here many times to learn more?
1: Um, yes, that's potentially potentially it. Because the, our whole point for keeping coming back is to become as unconditionally loving as we can possibly be. And that can be tested quite significantly on the earth plane, can't it? hmm you know, we we even condition our children from being very young, don't we? Don't touch that, or you'll get burnt. But if you do that, I will buy you some sweets. We do it very, very easily. Um, but the strength that we have to find within us is about being as unconditionally loving and as kind as we can be. And and I think we're offered the opportunity for that to happen. And even the be kind movement, <clears throat> I think we're growing in certain um, areas where we are moving forward a lot, and I think we have moved forward a lot just in my time Mm. of being involved in spirituality. I do believe that people are Mm. much more open, much kinder. I think there's a much clearer divide almost between those who really do care about others. I think we're growing very much in terms of tolerance and kindness and respect for other people that even when I was young wouldn't have been the case. Mm.
0: You know, I spoke about this on the Q and A recently, where we actually, despite the perception, we in the safest times in history, with less war, less murder, less crime, and um, there's definitely a conscious effort at the moment to, um, which again, someone said, are oh, we in a state of great learning, where, where there is a, a, a real effort to try and understand other people and to support other, and allow people just to be individual and accepted? It's more of an acceptance, isn't it? And. A, A live and let live and and allow each other to to be individual.
1: Yes, but I think it's been being very much um, exposed. I think people are having their thoughts and their views challenged now in a way that they weren't. I think that people shouldn't underestimate, though, the very kind of small amount of time that's actually gone past. Mm. Um, Just even in in terms of the level Mm. of tolerance... That's the wrong word, but it's the best word that I can come up with, really, um, for the acceptance of not minding who we love. You know, the fact that it doesn't matter whether what relationship you're in or who you're in a relationship with, but that used to matter. That used to be really um, frowned upon. We had very clear rules and very strict rules, but we have to unpick some of these things quite slowly so that people understand where... Their views are no longer appropriate. but I think those who have greater understanding of that also have to have tolerance for mm. those who are unlearning that which they were taught when they were younger. Mm. And so there has to be that mutual respect that that to go through that change, people will make mistakes. Yeah. And so we have to be kind for that as well. but it's the one that ho- the ones that hold those very strong views that we do need to challenge at times.
0: Mm, definitely. What's interesting, again, back to one of the questions I received, was about, although we're in this kind of peaceful time in a way, where the, the Catholic Church is doing more exorcism and experiencing more exorcisms, equally at a time where the Catholic Church is very scared of doing exorcisms because of certain... Past things that have occurred where they're being highly criticised. So, why to get onto kind of the demonic side of things about what your belief is in in that, and and why you think we're in this sudden um, upsurge in in possessions, and and do you think it's linked to some of the more popular TV shows and people doing ghost hunting and things like that? What what's all your view? I know there's about fifty questions there, but
1: do we think there's an upsurge? I'm not so sure. I just think that. Because TV changed, I don't know how long ago, we had like Colin Fry and Sixth Sense on the television and it all came out as being um, entertainment because it had to be under the banner of entertainment um, because of legal challenge and the potential for disputes and all of that kind of stuff. All of the spiritual stuff has been around for such a long time. The Catholic Church have definitely got evidence of all kinds of things that's just hidden within their vaults. Um, and we know that they know things, but they have to perpetuate um, their beliefs and their religion because once upon a time they were the wealthiest religion going, and they probably still are in terms of churches and land and money coming in. People don't let go of money lightly. That, that's where we are on this on, on this earth plane at this moment in time money is the big thing but I think as well we ha- what we're what we seeing at the moment is that those who don't tell the truth are being exposed that's what I think is going on at the moment we have been allowed to see those who who lie, cheat, steal and it's what are we going to do about it is there going to be some sort of and I'm using the word uprising in the loosest sense I don't mean any sort of anarchy particularly but just that this is not acceptable anymore, that we should move on to being kinder and be, you know, as we're moving into the age of Aquarius, then we need to have that Aquarian humanitarian um, kind of background. I think that demonic stuff, there's a potential for there being more of that simply because more people are getting into spirituality and they don't necessarily have the rules. They don't necessarily have the ability, the knowledge that they must close down, that that communication with the spirit world is, is and should be a very organised um, act. I know from my own um, groups that I've worked with and run and developed, that the very first thing that you teach people is to open up and close down. And that rule is very significant and it's very important because then the person that you're training will understand that they are in control of communication and not the other way around. If that doesn't happen, then the spirit world can draw very, very close to those people and if they're not overly enlightened, the communicator from the spirit side, they can get up to mischief. So, I think the best way to describe it, as, as I've understood it, is that when you have the ability to communicate with the spirit world, it's like having a night light. And if you don't switch that night light off when you go to sleep with your good nights and I'll speak to you tomorrow, then your night light is left on. So, while you're asleep, those from the spirit world can come and have a chat to you. Just think Patrick Swayze on Ghost. Ended up having a chat, didn't he, with Whoopi Goldberg, having tried any number of others. Um, and that's the same thing that happens, the same principle happens in the spirit world. So if you've got the Patrick Swayze character, spirit side, who never knew that life was eternal, wants to come back and speak to somebody on the earth plane, they're going to go to talk to anybody who's if nightlight effectively switched on. Mine isn't, so I don't get that kind of communication. I'm not open for that, I'm not up for that. Most of the work and the practice that you do is about your intention. So if you maintain those kind of intentions that, that you don't want that to happen, that that's not acceptable, that you won't go down that route, then it's not going to happen. But those who don't have that skill, who, who haven't practiced like that, are effectively opening the door, the portal, call it what you want, to the spirit world and sort of, you can all come in. Mm. and because you've just opened that gateway they all will come in and then what do you do with it
0: Mm. so again in the last show Andrew sent um some questions a young man called Andrew about ghosts and spirits in the home and I gave my view on on what I think they are but what what do you think is so his question was kind of like he grew up in the church and he was told that there were all demonic entities to test your your thoughts um But what what do you think they are and and how do you kind of work? Because I know you've worked in moving them on or, you know, Mm. getting rid and resolving hauntings, in inverted commas, whatever that is. Tell tell me a bit about that and how you work and what you think it is.
1: Okay. For me, they're two completely different things. A ghost is an image caught in time. Yeah. And it's on repeat. And it's always seen... Same time, same place, on repeat, an image caught in time. That is where so that I was. Residual haunting. Yeah. Um, is it haunting? No, it's just an image caught in time on a loop. That's why it keeps coming back and it doesn't do anything different. It's not active, it's no. just an image caught in time that some people can see and others can't. Whereas where, where spirit entities are, you can communicate with them you can connect to them. I remember a long time ago having to deal with um, a situation um, at a venue uh, that the public used and they couldn't understand why when they locked up on a night and everything was switched off and everything was exactly as it should have been that they would come in on the mornings to find that the taps were running in the ladies' toilets. Clearly nobody had been in overnight nobody would have left the, the taps on so we went in to do some work in there And it turned out that it was a lady who'd actually lived where the houses were at that time prior to this building being built. But modern taps turned off differently than the way that her taps did when she was on the earth plane. So she was thinking she was turning them off but putting them on. And that was a relatively easy move on because it was just having that connection with those that that were her family members in the spirit world asking them to draw to the light and then asking her to look to the light and after that there was no more water on, on a morning when they came in so it can be um, quite a simple job I think it depends on the power of the spirit who is inhabiting wherever they are and whether their intention is to stay whether it's to cause mischief whether it's to cause malice um, believing that they still belong in that place and you're the invader Mm. and that is how they will see it because they're they're still caught and how I would say that is that I don't believe spirit gets stuck I believe that just like having a baby on the earth plane they have to go to the other side just like a baby has to be born however I think they can immediately come back right. to their space where they think they belong and so if anyone else moves into their property they're going to do everything they can to get them out because from their perspective they're still alive, it's their home and they want you gone
0: so why, why does that work then so why do some spirits not realise they've gone from your kind of just interaction? Think,
1: with just them. think Patrick's a on Ghost he didn't understand, did he? It took him ages to kind of figure that there he was. Because if you don't know that there's a spirit side, if that's never been something that you've talked about or understood or whatever, and you are very much of the earth and are earthly, then you may not want to be on the other side.
0: And how would you move that spirit on then? How would you you know, make them realise that they need to kind of... that this isn't their space anymore, that they have passed and, and to move into that next kind
1: of area A very similar to the, the previous work would be that you don't speak to them first what you do is you, is you draw their family members into the light no. so you do that kind of work you do your own protection work before you would even enter that space so that you're safe and you would draw their family into the light you would ask them to come into the light and then you would start the communication with the spirit that was, was still within the home but you do it respectfully and then you'd, you'd ask them to look to the light. Then they would see their family and that love connection happens again. And at that point, you encourage that spirit to go to their family members. You explain to them that they are spirit side, but occupying this, this physical home that has new tenants, new occupiers, and that it's no longer their home, but they're welcome to visit. And if it's done with love and it's done with kindness, then they can pop back for a visit as long as they come back respectfully for the people that are living there currently. Mm.
0: And what do you think is some of the more, you know, if I think of some of the well-known one, like 30 East Drive and the Enfield Haunting, and like where I lived in Brompton, there was obviously very negative poltergeist activity going on with, there seems to be certain things that occur, like puddles of water, um, swarms of flies, really negative things that occur in the family and things what do, what do you think they are are they spirits or is that something different
1: could be very much produced by spirit phenomena um, and I do believe that that will be connected as well to those who don't have control of their spirit communication potentially or whether there is heightened energy going on within that home there is that invitation that says come on let's play that's my, my belief and so why wouldn't that happen? Because the rules aren't there, the intention isn't there that actually this shouldn't happen and we're gonna stop it. It's 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 almost actively encouraged without realising, without anybody realising that they're doing it. Um and that that will happen. Um because I, I do I do know um the team that, that are very much the workers within 30 years drive. And I I was linked to them before they even were involved in that. That that's another that's a previous part of my life as well, and in terms of my working world. And I do believe all those things can happen, lots can manifest from spirit side, but it's also linked to what you want to happen, whether that's subconscious or conscious. And so I think it's often down to those who are living within that house, the living people that draw those events.
0: Okay. If someone's listening who's in a house at the moment where something's going on and they're terrified of it, how how would they deal with it? What's the best way to kind of, in your view, to without getting someone in for you know that might be the end result, but before that, how might they try and prevent it happening?
1: Look at where the energy in the humans is aggravated look at where there's pain look at where there are issues look at somebody who may have um limited control over their own energy their emotions because of something that's going on for them or just their character and that's not a criticism that's just see what's happening see where there's a buzz see where there's the vibe see where there's the energy and work on kind of calming that i suppose but also use those thoughts, those intentions that this home is a calm, safe space. This is what we're creating in this home. Because by the very nature of what you're going to create within your home, you could have a, um, a more significant reaction from the spirit world who would determine that actually they're not going to let that happen. And therefore it's going to take a lot of character, a lot of strength to actually go up against that. But it's very necessary that this is my home, this is my space, and this is not going to happen. And and to equally invite their loved ones into that space for them to look look to the light to to um, move themselves on. But it's gonna it would take character and strength. And I'm not suggesting that people who've got that happening don't have that. They just don't necessarily know the next steps or how they can do things by themselves and and that it may be them that's invited it or, or something that's going on within their family, maybe the age of a child or the something that's going on significantly in terms of somebody's emotional being that's maybe triggered something that was already there.
0: Why, why are some of them so, in a word, evil, I guess, is the word you'd use for some of these hauntings? So, so some homes I've been in where there's activity that you, as soon as you walk in, there's a nice feeling and the activity seems to be quite pleasant. Like one home I went in, I had things in my hand and the door opened to let me through and it was all positive things. But then there are some where there's a very palpable negative energy and, and things almost seem to happen. There's scratches and bites and all these negative things. What, what's that about?
1: Well, I think that... Any spirit that's going to do that would have been that kind of character on the earth plane. I don't think they will have changed at all. It will be who they are. They will have operated exactly like that when they were on the earth plane. And so you kind of almost have to address that from the very opposite angle of you have to be really super loving, super kind, but super strong Mm -hmm. in what you're doing. Um, And it may take a team. It may take quite a few of you to actually um, gather enough energy to deal with that situation, to move that that on to be able to protect each other while you're doing that work Um, I don't deny that that can happen it hasn't happened around me because I've consistently made put all my built all my barriers up and and put all my intentions out there but I can understand why it happens to other people who don't even know that that's what you need to do and some are so powerful that um, it's going to take a team to deal with it and I think that, that then we also need to be very clear that, that there are those that will go into doing investigations who want that activity. They will create that activity because that, that's what they need to have happen to show that their skill, and in some ways, they could be inviting that in. Mm. So they could be making situations even worse than they are just because they've gone to, let's say, play with the spirit world. And of course, what they've done is they've put out an intention, come on, come and join us. And how are they going to control that? Because these people potentially don't have any control over their communication. What portal are you opening? Who are you inviting in? Why are you doing that? Because lots of times they go to places where there's nothing much that's happening
0: it's um and i'm just going to be really careful because as i said previously i know one of the people that does these shows listens um but the the shows on tv most of the investigations i do most of the time nothing at all happens or you might get something very insignificant that could have been anything like a creek or which could have been the house settling and yeah on tv we see things that they go and it's a, it's a negative of kind of crazy activity and everything's a demon as well and I always think, why, why is a demon hiding in someone's one room in the house, you know, when they're meant to be these all powerful beings? Um, yeah, the reality is very different, isn't it? So
1: what, what, what do you but think of can, the team? But it shows? can be. But if you think about it like that, then that kind of team will be drawing that event to them mm. because they need that to happen. So their invitation and their intention um, is for exactly that to take place. Mm. That's why it happens. But can they deal with that? do they deal with it or do they actually invite that in and then just leave it there?
0: Mm. I know some of the shows are quite, the, the person that listened, I know their show isn't, but I know some of the shows are quite negative where they go in and they're purposely aggravating whatever's there and challenging it and shouting at it. And I always consider it almost like me walking in your house now and going, we're doing this interview, Pamela. <laughs> you could have sit down and do it whether you like it or not.
1: But interestingly, while we've been chatting tonight, nothing has happened here. But it often does for you, around Mm. you, when you're doing your work um, alone. Because your energy does bring communicators from the spirit world around you. They do make things happen. But in every occasion that we've ever had a conversation nothing has occurred.
0: You've wrecked my equipment, though, with your energy. (laughs) Well. Just for the listeners, it it took a while to get started because um, my computer kept crashing and shutting down and just with a black screen, which it never normally does.
1: Yeah, which is why I have lots of trouble with lots of computers of my own. And much as I ask for help, nobody will help me because I just fry things, and I know that. But, But nothing happens when we're doing work together. Um, because there is that different um, level of control intention, call it what you want it's just been established over a long period of time that this is the level that I work on this is what I will and won't allow to have happen because that's very much the difference between those who can come into this work quite naively and think that everything's going to be dealt with in, in a very lovely way with the spirit world but that's not always the case, mm. you know, and, and, and that links as well to those who, who are the ones who are the psychics um, because there is a saying, there is accuracy in the saying that um, all mediums are psychic but not all psychics are mediums. Mm. So the psychics are the ones who pick up on your energy field and so everything that's held within your aura and all that's contained within your aura is linked to you. And it's all about what's possible in your life. It doesn't all happen. It's just your options that may happen. But you determine that based on the choices that you make as to how you follow that blueprint of your life or don't. So those that do psychic work, those who do, for example, any kind of divination tool, The information that's given in that way is what could happen, but it's not a definite. So if it's ever sold to you as a definite, then that's not really correct. It's just a possibility. Whereas where mediumship is concerned, you are evidencing spirit. That should be accurate. You should be pretty close to 100% accurate with the information that you're giving. And often where your spirit communication is concerned, you won't be given things about the future. Because it's your journey. It's for you to to walk that path. It's actually the reassurance that life is eternal. And much as I fry computers um, and and other electrical equipment, um, those spirit forms that come around us can be all levels of energy. So we can be open to all kinds of things um, and you have to trust those vibes when when you can feel spirit draw close.
0: So just talking about the psychic thing, so I wouldn't call myself a psychic but I do pick things up, not every day, but for example today, um, someone that I haven't spoken to in three weeks and that I'm not with them on social media so I had no idea of they're going about or anything and I literally looked at my phone expecting a message to come through and then about three seconds later they messaged me so do you think that's me picking up something consciously from that person or is it spirit world talking to me subconsciously
1: it could be both but I would um, I would go instantly to the fact that yes there is a psychic connection I did exactly the same I thought about a friend the other day because I needed to pass some information on to her and then she messaged me and I'm like, hmm, okay, thanks for that um, if you think of somebody you can test that you can do that kind of practice um, if you're doing it all the time then it's not going to happen but um, like you say when you look at your phone and, and the person that you were thinking of then messages you then yeah, there is a there is a connection There there is potentially the fact that that person will belong to your soul group and that's why you know them that's why that friendship is there And within our soul groups and the people that have agreed to come to the earth plane to help us um, with our practice and our life and our experiences and emotions, some will come to test us. Not all of them stay in our lives. They come for a period of time and then they're gone. Some come back. Some stay with us for the duration. Being on the earth plane is about our learning. It's very much, let's say, the school of life. Um, But it could have been either. You could have had that psychic link, which I, I would agree you potentially did do. But also, why couldn't you be communicating with Spirit Side who said, there's something going on here? Mm. Um, I think that we don't realize that we have, um, we create our thoughts in our head so even like now I'm thinking of a sentence that I want to say to you but I am formulating that sentence in my head and in the period of time that I'm formulating that sentence the spirit world can give me the answer as soon as I get to the end of it Mm. just while I'm formulating it and that's when you know that the answer is coming from spirit because it comes faster than your own thought can um so yeah I would say it could be either
0: okay so I put, I put it out to the listeners and asked for some questions and we got about five questions and all of them were the same one. And that question was, how do you know if you have an ability to be a medium and how would you then train yourself?
1: Ooh, I'm not so sure you'd train yourself. Um, I'd link up and I would connect with other people. I think if you think you've got any kind of gift... I'm not saying you can't learn on your own, but I would suggest it's better if you learn with others. One, because you need other people to practice on. You need people that you don't know to be able to test your knowledge and your skill and to get that feedback as to whether or not you're getting good evidence and accurate information from the spirit world. If you're only working for yourself, I'm not so sure how you do that. In my early days, um, my children were very, very young, so I spent a long time Um, working with tarot cards and meditation and music and just generally chatting with upstairs and reading. And so, because I wasn't wasn't free enough to be able to go out to join enough other places. So I did a lot of work that way, um, using um, pendulum, asking questions, yes, no, watching for that to come true or not true. So you can do it that way with the tests. But if you belong to a church or a group or somewhere that's established where you've got um, someone who's been around a while, who knows the the ropes and the responsibilities, um, that's always better. Um, Because you need that guidance. But like I say, in order to develop your mediumship, then you really need others to practice on. So you really do need, ideally, to belong to some sort of group or put yourself in a position where you can work for others. And, and to know what's expected of you like like any other work really is what do I need to deliver, why do I need to deliver it um, what's expected of me mm-hmm. and and to, to follow that path and follow that development I mean it took me a long time before I would accept a church service I worked in open circles for a long time um, and I think I was probably about, I don't know 14 years of attending churches and development and and lots and lots and lots of practice before I would ever stand upon a rostrum, mm-hmm. because of the responsibility that goes with it. You are standing in front of people who will ha- hold you in very high esteem, because they believe you talk to the spirit world. They they believe that you actually have all of the answers, and that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. You get the information from spirit side that that person needs to know from the most appropriate person spirit side, and. You don't choose who you communicate with. What you actually do is you put yourself in a kind of, let's say, a zone that you've developed that says, right, I'm ready to work. You come and talk to me. And and that's what you do. You just put yourself in that position to work.
0: So some of the people that are really cynical about this, one of the things they say is like, why do you only get a tiny bit of information? Why don't you get like a full sentence and a full paragraph? So how how does that work?
1: Well, I think what you've got to see as is that the spirit work world can only work with the information that's in the head, the brain of the person that they're working with. So for example, if I got somebody through from spirit side who was a quantum physicist, I would not understand that. There's no way in this world that quantum physicist would be able to get me to understand his skill and his ability um, because that's not information that's contained within my mind. Um, And so that's why it's not always 100% accurate because they're working on on the best, closest information that they can make you understand in your head. And just as a a bit of an example, and this... might make your listeners chuckle is that a long time ago I was working in a church in an area that I'd never been to and in front of me were quite a few people in 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 this congregation and there was a blonde lady seated and above her head they wrote a name that was not English but it was a name that just reminded me of of a name that was in the book Heidi that I'd read as a kid so that's how my knowledge had got into my head so I saw this this name and I just said to the lady I went oh you're not English are you she looked as English as everybody else in the congregation trust me she was just a white blonde lady and yeah, that's right she wasn't English and that's the only way the spirit world could give me that information that I could not possibly have known any other way and we're still in touch today because that kind of information is really powerful and really random to be the very first words that you say to somebody in a church
0: Mm.
1: so I think, I don't know whether I've kind of covered your answer but that is the way that the spirit world works, they've got to make the best of what's in your head, if you've not read a lot if you've not been around a lot so for example in my early days I'm not not particularly well travelled but it's Obviously, it's dead easy if the spirit would want me to understand Egypt because they would show me the pyramids or they could show me Sydney Opera House, those kinds of things. But for quite precise places, they would really struggle because I just simply don't have that knowledge in my so head.
0: it's working with... It's almost like a lump of clay that like the form of things with the knowledge in your head. So they couldn't come up to you and go, oh, he comes from Cranberry in wherever. They wouldn't mm. just say that to you. They might say... They'll give you a rep point of reference that you can under, that you
1: know. Yes, that's there. Okay, yeah. and that and and then we, you've also got to remember as well. It depends where you are, because if you're in a church, then you're in a public arena. Mm. So the spirit world may often come through giving you the gist of something, and that's to maintain that person's privacy. Um, you can give much clearer and much more accurate information if you are doing a private reading, and some of those can be quite. Um, Powerful.
0: Hmm. Have you ever come across something very inappropriate, and that you've got a message?
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Because when you move across to the spirit world, your character doesn't change. You are what you are, um, but you, as a person, have the responsibility. So, if I'm on a rostrum and somebody's like, um, let's say their language is colourful, then I can do that in such a way that everybody knows what this person is likely to be saying to me, but I never express it. Mm. And I will just say, I can't say it that way. And somebody will go, yeah, yeah, you can. I went, not on here, I can't. So that that can become quite humorous. Um, But you also have such a big responsibility. And the way that I'm just going to change our conversation just a little bit is that you will also get people who will communicate with you when you are on a rostrum who've taken their own life. And you have to handle that sensitively. You have to be very careful. You have to hear what's being said to you very carefully. You have to deliver that very sensitively. You have such a responsibility that people don't understand when you are delivering a spiritual service. And um, and that takes practice, it takes experience, and you've got to be... That level of sensitivity is quite significant. Mm.
0: So why, kind of following on from that, you've obviously got that ability to be sensitive. Why do you think certain people have what you call the gift and other people don't? Why why are certain people chosen?
1: Mm. Well, chosen, mm, I I guess some are. Everyone has the ability to know to use their psychic skill. Everyone has a psychic skill. Mm -hmm. And that psychic skill is you will go near to a person and you'll kind of go, hmm, really not sure about you, or I don't like you. You will instantly know how you feel about someone. Mm -hmm. That is your psychic ability. So
0: as people can tell that they're being watched, can't they? You turn around and someone's looking at you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you've got to think about that a little bit like for those of us that are old enough to remember the Reggie Breck advert. So that field, that force field that's around you, picks up that feeling from from somebody else. So as I said earlier, all mediums are psychic, so it's about whether you develop that psychic skill into mediumship. Lots of people don't want to. Lots of people aren't interested. Lots of people believe that actually when you're dead, you're dead, and that this is their one life you're going to have, and they would never pursue it. And other people might have things that happen where they kind of go, I think I ought to start looking into this a bit more. It may be what they read or what they watch or the friendships that they develop that draw them further and further down that path.
0: So, we've gone over time, so because um, we've been having a great conversation. Sorry. But now it's good. Um, I've got a couple, two, two more questions. So, why do you think children have that ability? Because children seem to be able to sense things and pick things up quite, quite regularly.
1: They do, and they, use, they can keep that ability to usually around about the age of seven. And then they're allowed to have their childhood. Um, It's because they're just more open than us, aren't they? They don't have the restrictions. Everything's possible for for a child. And so often they're supported and guided by those who are in the spirit world. But then, like I say, it stops then in order that they can have a childhood where this doesn't doesn't happen.
0: So the last question, um, before we ask how people can kind of find out more about you and get in touch and everything it's, it's a bit of a dub, double question really so do you think there is certain information that we're not allowed and because we're looking at some of the trickster things and and i always say there's there's always enough evidence but up to the point where there is no evidence so it's almost like it, it purposely in my opinion can't be can't be proven and the second part of that question is what do you think the main from your experience and you've been doing this a long time what do you think is the main message to pass on to everyone that's listening from the spirit world
1: I think the answer that the spirit world gave me a long long time ago was that if we knew the whole truth we couldn't handle it so we drip fed it we fed a bit here and a bit there and a bit and it's all over the place whether it's for those who've watched the Star Wars films and other films, it's drip-fed to us in various forms, but we just haven't put all of it together. And we don't have all of that information yet either. We're not ready for it. We couldn't handle it. We wouldn't know what to do with it, I think, is 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 basically the bottom line. Um, and I think there's so much more out there within the universe than we can possibly know, that there is so much more that, seriously, if somebody, if somebody just... Put something out to us in in the media, we'd be like, nah, we wouldn't believe it, and I think we'd actively work against it. So I think we'd, we 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 just gently given a bit more and a bit more and a bit more and a bit more until we're building a bigger and bigger picture. That's that is my thought. Um, I agree with you. There is so much more, but they're just not feeding us it. And what was your second question?
0: Is it's what it, do you think is the overarching? Message from the spirit world that you can give everyone today from the things you've learned?
1: That we're here to learn. We're very much here to learn. We're very much here to learn human emotion. And the test for us is how we respond to that. Do we respond compassionately? Do we respond kindly? Or as in, do we turn the other cheek and kind of go, all right, okay, what was that teaching me then? What was the lesson? What am I meant to learn from this? That's what I believe this is about. I believe that we're given the opportunity to be tested and it's how we respond. Um, do we respond kindly? Or, you know, if somebody punches us on the nose, do we punch them on the nose? We're not learning there, are we? We're just repeating the same and we're not growing. So that's, that is what I genuinely believe. I think we play a role in each other's lives. Some of those are not always um, comfortable roles, we move on so we lose friendships and we lose people in our lives when those situations are meant to end because we've learnt enough at that point we find that difficult to release those emotions when we've got an emotional attachment to someone and an attachment is actually a pretty good word that we need to go down the road of non-attachment okay what's that teaching, why is that person in my life what am I meant to learn from this, Right, where do I go next from here um is my belief that, that that's why we're on the earth plane for the education into how we manage our emotions.
0: Lovely. So for those that listen that might have more questions or want to find out more about you and your teachers, where, where might people go? Um
1: you can find me on Facebook, I'm Pamela Hayward. Um, my little logo is everything is better in pink. Pink is my colour. And I'm also on Sanctuary of Inner Wisdom 7. Um, that's also on wordpress as well so i write on wordpress i've been writing for the spirit world for well since 1998 so i've got a lot of writings from the spirit world um yeah message me that way or come through you james
0: yeah and i'll put all those details within the uh, feed of the show so people can read and get those links there as well so um yeah just to say thank you very much Pamela, for this uh, really fascinating conversation it's been brilliant thank you for having me Enjoyed it. Um, I am next time I realize I'm going to bring a boom for the microphone so we don't get as much kind of table noise and things like that. So it's all a learning curve. I'm obviously quite new to this, but thank you so much for listening. Please do get in touch with Pamela, and as always, you can get in touch with myself on 40 podcast at gmail.com on Twitter, Facebook, and on Instagram. I do get back to everyone, it might not be immediately but I do get on here as as often as I can to get back in touch with people. So until next time, stay safe everyone and much love to every single one of you. Good night.